OTB Sports Rugby. What do you make of the Scott Robertson rumours uh, to replace Lancaster at Leinster? That's new, that's new to me. Um, I hear it and I like it. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Daniel Harris joins us to uh, parse over what happened with England in the World Cup. Daniel, a nice easy question to start with. What did happen? <laughs> well, I think ultimately they played a good team and they didn't take advantage of their moments. So um, you could, I mean, Harry Kane called it small details, but if we're being honest, a small detail is not lumping a penalty over the bar with five minutes to go or whatever it was. That is a fairly significant detail. And similarly, Harry Maguire complained about the referee, but it was not the referee who lost Olivier Giroud at the near post before the winning goal was scored. And it felt like this tournament was a big step forward for England. I definitely thought that. But when it came to it, if you look at the period of the game that they dominated, they didn't really create very much. And actually, the biggest chance in that period was the one that Olivier Giroud missed, the kind of sliding volley that Pickford saved that he really should have scored. So I think there were improvements this time round, but again, they weren't quite good enough. Uh, what I don't really know is what is the f- uh, what 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 underpins the creation of chances. How are you going to win the game? Like, what is it that you do again and again and again? What are the good habits that you have in a match that creates chances? I don't see that from this England team. Well, I think that I mean France didn't really create too many chances either. If you like, France. Had- got Rafael Varane and Dale Pomecano playing at the back. They're good players. And then in front of that, they've got Rabiot, um, who's also a player in really good form. So you shouldn't necessarily expect to be tearing them apart and pummeling their goal because that's not something that France can allow you to do. Um, I think what England did this time around was um, they replaced Mason Mount, who was, who was kind of, in theory, the number 10, who's meant to do lots of the prompting around the box with a different kind of player, with uh, G. Bellingham. So the, and Jordan Henderson played in midfield. So physically, I think England were a stiffer proposition in midfield, but it meant that they were relying on the wide players to, to create opportunities rather than that man that was Mason Mount. And there is probably a different balance that they could find if they could find that player. Um, I think that they probably, once they've settled into that formation, will also find different ways of doing it because obviously England created loads of chances against Senegal. They created loads of chances against Iran as well. But doing that against France in the quarterfinal of a World Cup is different. And I don't think anyone's going to be creating chance after chance against that France team. And sometimes you also have to accept the fact that the opposition are good too. Sure, but how are they trying to create chances? Even if they're not doing it, what are they actually trying to do to to give Harry Kane an opportunity to score from open play. What what are they trying to achieve? Uh, I think they're trying to... Well, the, the way that they're structured is that they've got one inverted winger and one winger keeping the width. So the idea, I think, is for Foden to try and get around the sides and to try and stay nearer the touchline and have Luke Shaw underlapping with him and overlapping with him. And then Saka, um, who's playing as an inverted winger, the plan is for him to wander in field and start trying to look to beat men in that area. And that was that looked England's likely a source of a goal in the, in the second half. Um, I think the plan is also that you want Jude Bellingham driving forward, making third-man runs into the box to help Harry Kane. And that, I think, was one of the problems that I felt was the case while watching the second half, was that 
they weren't getting enough men into the box when the ball was out wide and when the opportunity when it looked like there was an opportunity for the ball to be put into the box in a decent area, it often came in and it was only really Harry Kane surrounded by three or four defenders. Felt like Bellingham probably could have done more to get into the box. Jordan Henderson probably could have done more to get into the box. And once you've got a presence there, you're in a much better position to win second balls, which they weren't before. So perhaps a little, a little bit more abandoned in that aspect. You can touch on any number of decisions from Gad Southgate, I guess, Daniel, as to as to why this result didn't go England's way. Um, Marcus Rashford was England's top scorer in the tournament, and he played four minutes off the bench. Like, can you rationalise that? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, I thought that Rashford did do enough in theory to get himself into the team, but my my guess is that the first thing is that Southgate Southgate likes Saka. And he's loyal to players that he likes. And I think he also quite likes the fact that Saka can play fullback as well, which means gives means he'll be able to cover the flank in a slightly different way. And I think that he likes Foden because Foden's also a significant goal threat and he gives the team a balance with the left footer playing on the left. The other thing about it is that Rashford is a brilliant substitute. Uh, I can't remember the numbers, but his record as a sub Man United is something like 12, 12 goals as a sub to yeah, assist. Pardon me? Not if he's not if he only gets four minutes. No, no, I, I felt like he, I felt like South Southgate didn't use the subs as well as he could this time round. It felt like when England were on top, he could have, he could have exp- he could have gone with Mount earlier than he did and tried to tried to go and win the game. Thought he went with Mount too late. Had no idea why he took off Saka and brought on Sterling because Saka was playing really well, and also Sterling is the kind of player he might get you a goal, but he's unlikely. He's not someone I think was likely to create you very much. And by the time he went for Rashford, it was too late. But I understand why Rashford was on the bench to begin with, because throwing someone like Marcus Rashford on against a defender who's already been chasing around for 70 minutes is quite a proposition. But as you say, he, he did leave Rashford off too late. Did Harry Kane bottle it? Uh, yes. I don't like to say it, because and I, when I say that Harry Kane bottled it, I feel like I'm suggesting that that's something that I wouldn't done, wouldn't have done, that I wouldn't expect <laughs> other people to do. Uh, but yeah, it felt to me like... I felt like he bottled one in the Euros against Denmark uh, where in the semi-finals of the Euros he got a penalty and he took a really safe kind of low side foot penalty and he got lucky that Kasper Schmeichel Kasper uh, Schmeichel shoved it out to him and he was able to score from the rebound. Um, I thought this one, his body position wasn't quite right as he came in to take it. He was kind of crouching and then his head goes back and the ball goes over the bar. But when I say that, I think, I think he bottled it. I mean, of course he, of course he was nervous. It was... A penalty with five minutes to go in a, in a, in a, a World Cup quarter final against France, and his team were behind. So, yes, I do think he bottled it, but I don't say that particularly as criticism. Although it is also his job not to bottle it, it is understandable why he felt in that situation. And I guess you don't have the safety in numbers that you do with a penalty shootout, where the goalkeeper might save you, one of your mates might save you. You either do it or you don't, and that is very difficult to handle. I'm sure. Uh, it's interesting watching the various commentators talk in the aftermath of the game about what this defeat means. And I understand there's a process that you have to work through the various stages. Uh, I do feel, though, that like this is going to end up being one of those great opportunities missed because, just bear with me on this, France are a very good team, 100%. And uh, Mbappe had some influence on the game, not a massive one, but uh, France are missing a massive amount of world-class players, top-quality players, essentially their first-choice centre midfield, and whether or not uh, you think Benzema improves the team, he is the Ballon d'Or, current Ballon d'Or holder. 
and not many teams manage to go back to back at World Cups. So it's right there for this England team, as opposed to the whole. I've seen I've seen the tweet go viral about the age profile of the team. The age profile doesn't matter because you don't know what form they're going to be in in four years' time or what the injury profile is going to be. The World Cup happens now, and this was the chance for this team. I don't know who the next manager is going to be. I don't know if, if Southgate's going to be there in four years. I do feel like this is a big, big, big opportunity miss for England. Uh, 100% massive opportunity missed and they know it. That's why you saw the desolation at the end because they know this was a chance. And I don't think the France injured players make so much difference. I mean, N'Golo Kante was injured, but N'Golo Kante is almost always injured now. And he's not the player that he was two years ago because he's almost never there. So I don't think it's that so much. And as you say, like we've seen Benzema's a brilliant player, but maybe Giroud makes the team better. Who knows? Because, I mean, he's, he scored and Mbappe's doing well. So that seems like a reasonable thing to, to posit. But you're right to say that England had players in form, were playing well. But when you play France, who are the defending champions, going for another World Cup in a World Cup quarterfinal, that is a 50-50 game. And, I mean, Southgate said it before the game, really. He said that they knew until that point that if they played well, they'd win. And they also knew that they could play well in this game and not win. And that was pretty much what happened. Um, so you're right to say that you don't know who's going to be in form. You don't know who's going to be fit for the Euros in two years' time. But it does feel that these players being fit and in form is more likely than these players being fit and out of form because they're young, so they're likely to be fit. And generally, players are fit, not injured. And they're likely to be in form because these are high-level players who will spend most of their career in pretty decent nick. So although, as you say, this was a massive missed opportunity, I wouldn't say that it's an opportunity that's unlikely to come back again. Saw a video this morning, Daniel, of um, uh, Mbappe trying to shake Jordan Henderson's hand before the match in the tunnel and Henderson uh, very much point-blank ignoring him. Um, Like, is an argument, and then like France start the brighter of the two teams, like, is there an argument that England might have been almost too hyped up for the game, given that this is England, this is a World Cup quarter-final, putting a lot of pressure on themselves, maybe? Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into, into that handshake, particularly. That different players like to approach games in different ways. Some players like to be dead-focused, and I guess Jordan Henderson's one of them. And some are happy to be kissing and cuddling in the tunnel with the players that they're mates with. And uh, No, I, I mean, I'm sure the England players were nervous, but I didn't watch it and think, the game's got big on these particularly. It's just France started well because France are, France are a good side. One And there's no reason to... If you hadn't have seen Jordan Henderson not shaking Mbappe's hand and France have started the better, you wouldn't necessarily have said, well, England are too focused or England taking it too seriously. You just would have expected that was one of the possibilities that could be the case. So, no, I, I don't think England played like a team on whom the game got big. Uh, who do you think should slash would replace Southgate if he does end up leaving? Like, who are the <clears throat> the runners and riders in your view? Uh, I mean, I had a look at the list just before and there was a lot of names on it. Maurizio Pochettino, Thomas Tuchel, Wayne Rooney, Frank Lampard, Graham Potter. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm of the opinion that the England manager should be English. And that's not because I support England, I don't. It's not because I'm a little Englander, I'm not. It just feels a bit like that should those should be the rules of international football. I would agree. But yeah, like I mean, if I saw somebody saying the England manager needs to be concerned with uh, the quality of coaching around the country, and actually, I, I, it's weird, right? Because they shouldn't really, but I do see that they're a figurehead at the top of an organization that basically invented football, and so you know, has has it's not, it's not 
it's a very unusual job in world football. And maybe maybe that's the whole problem here is that there's a massive overreaction and correction from Capello who didn't care. Eventually we get to where we are now and you've got, you know, uh, the circuitous route to get here. And maybe it's wrong. Maybe Tuchel comes in and cares about nothing except winning and falls out with all the players and doesn't. And the players are all, are all kind of, I don't know, slightly despised by the, the, the fans. But then they win and everybody's like, oh, that, that's how you do that. I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah, it just feels like that you're trying to test which country is the best at this. And we're agreed that manager is a significant role then why would you not have the manager being from the same country? Why would that not be the rules? And I guess the the only reason I think not is that you want the game to develop in countries that are less traditional football powers and perhaps they need some outside knowledge. I don't, but that's really the only reason I can think of for that to be the case, because otherwise it seems contrary to what international football is about, that the manager shouldn't be from the country. So I would, I mean, I think that, I, I mean, as I said, I'm not an England fan, but if I was, I would probably want Southgate to stay because I think that they took big step forwards during this tournament. I thought in the last World Cup, they got pretty lucky with the draw, but they, they just weren't, they weren't as good a team, but they got to the semi-finals because the draw worked well for them. Then in the Euros, I felt like they were unduly conservative in almost all the big games where they made hard work of beating Germany, who they should have beaten more comfortably than that. They made really hard work of beating Denmark. And then they went ahead against Italy and they sat back. This time around, it felt like there was, they, they were more, they were much closer to settling a way of playing that was working and that was sustainable. They had options on the bench. They had attackers in form. And it felt like until, until those subs that we talked about, it felt like South, Southgate was doing a pretty good job of husbanding his resources. And it felt like they were a much better team now than they were two years ago. And when you're thinking about whether a manager should be replaced, that's what personally I'm always looking for is, is progress and hope. Do I think that that team is progressing? And do I think that the people that follow that team can ha- will, will be hoping, will have, have hope that is not yet extinguished that this manager is the guy that's going to make it better? And I do think that Southgate is in the process of making it better. So I, I would I would say that he should stay because I think also that international football is a very different job from club football managing in those things where you've got much less time to do tactical work in international football. It's much more about picking the right team and getting them picking in the right getting them playing in the right formation. Southgate knows these players really well. I think he's quite close to having that. So I think that him staying would probably be the right thing to do. Yeah. If he goes I haven't got a clue who would come in and do this job better than he would. It's Not because I don't think there are better managers around than him. Maybe Maurizio Pochettino would come in and do the job better. But I've explained why I don't think it should be him or Tuchel. And yeah. then you're looking at someone like Graham Potter or Rain Rooney or Frank Lampard. And I'm not sure we know anything about them, really. Like Frank Lampard is... I mean, he failed at Derby. He failed at Chelsea. And he's not doing particularly well at Everton either. Then you've got... Wayne Rooney would be a punt, would be great for him to come in and do well, but a total punt speaks about the game well. The players will be motivated to play for him because he's Wayne Rooney, but be box do office. need more than that. That would be box office. Uh, one, one counterpoint to all this, um, obviously the FA have success of a non-English manager fresh in their minds from Serena Wiegmann with the women's team, and maybe that's something that they're like, okay, we understand how this can work, and it, it doesn't somehow betray what is supposed to be good about the football project at... Sorry, but the Republic of Ireland's greatest ever manager was English. I don't think nationality comes into it Well, I think if you're England, things are slightly different, well, though. Maybe, maybe. You know, but I mean, I if Pochettino or Tuchel are available. 
I just think it comes into the rules. I mean, I, I'd love for them to go and get Emma Haynes from Chelsea. I think she'd be good with these players. I think she'd do a brilliant job. I mean, it would never happen. But um, And I'm not saying that the England men's team should just be able to go and pluck the manager out of out of the best team in the England, England, England women in the uh, WSL. But I think Emma Hayes would be someone that I would love to see have a go at doing this job. I know you have to go, right? But the one thing I would say about the point you're making earlier on about how this opportunity will come along for them again, like the last time that Brazil won the World Cup was 2002 and we assume that these chances will keep coming for teams because of age profile or talent funnel or whatever, but like it doesn't. It just football teaches you that you get an opportunity at bat, you get a 15 minute period in the game, you have to crush the opposition in that 15 minute and they couldn't do it. I, I agree with all of that, but I wouldn't say that Brazil didn't have hasn't the opportunity hasn't come around for them again. The opportunity came around for them this time, and and they botched it. The opportunity came around for them last time, and they happened to get hit by that Belgian team's sole good performance in knockout football, more or less. They had the opportunity, but it is in a in a in a, in a tournament. It is it's a very small window of opportunity because some because things can happen, and you don't have the opportunity to redeem it. It's not even like the Champions League where you get another leg. So they did have the opportunity, but bringing it home is difficult, which is why the last time the World Cup was retained was Brazil in 58 and 62. That is it's very hard to do. So I, I'm, think, I'm not saying that England will, have, will win the next Euros, but England will be in with a serious chance of winning the next Euros and the World Cup after that, and probably the Euros after that as well, because the conveyor belt of players that they have coming through now is extremely significant and extremely serious. But taking that final step, requires lots of things to fall into place and that may not happen. Daniel, good stuff as ever. Thanks a million. Zero to wrap, bye. OTB AM With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.